Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. Nick, what have you been watching? So I've never done Seinfeld from beginning to end. Mm, I've only wow. I've only done syndication, so I've only seen it here and there, like on TBS and and on Fox late at night when they used to show them. So I've seen most of the episodes from there, but I'd never seen season one all the way through and up to the end. I have an important question for yeah. you. After watching the pilot, mm-hmm. are you surprised the show was picked up? Yeah. Is it pretty bad? I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, it they incorporate a lot more of Jerry's stand-up, like in the earlier seasons. They'll do like five minutes of the show and then three minutes of Jerry's stand-up oh. routine. And then... It's really unpolished, and his apartment looks horrible. Yeah. Really, at the beginning, yeah. why? There's just rinky-dink furniture. Like it looks huh. like a like a set. Like they probably had no budget. Yeah, they had no it's budget. Like, it's a stage play. Um, yeah. Gosh, I'm so happy they kept it going. <laughs> oh, I had a question for you guys, and I put it out to Twitter, but mm-hmm. given my 97 Twitter followers, I didn't. <laughs> it, it maybe, I didn't, I didn't get people, much of a people didn't, didn't get see much it. of a response. Wasn't but, really a buzzy. No, not really. But uh, <laughs> Elaine Bennis or Selena Meyer, who do you like better? Oh, Selena Meyer. Really? Well, who do I like better or yeah. what oh. performance do I admire? Who do you like better? Like if they were real people. Elaine Bennis. Oh, yeah. Oh, Elaine. for sure, right? Well, yeah. Selena Meyer is a sociopath. <laughs> like she's an insane human being who is actual evil. Yeah. So, yeah. But the Selena Meyer performance from Veep it is an all-time it's great. It's so good. Yeah. But, it's, it's phenomenal. But Elaine Bennis is so funny, she too. Is. She, she's I, good. I don't think she's appreciated enough. In the show. I think Kramer and Jerry take up so much of the... She's one of the only people who's actually acting in the show. Yeah. You know? That's true. Jerry Seinfeld's acting is so bad. He's not acting. He's, He's... like, saying his lines on Smarky. Yeah, that's all he's doing. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, George is is really great in it, too. I kind of think Elaine and George are... They're the best part of the show, just oh, the yeah. two of them. It's too bad his career kind of petered out. Right. right. What happened? After that Shallow Hal movie, nothing really ever came uh-huh. of that. But... Oh, and that was a groundbreaking movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how far are you? I'm in season three. Okay. I just finished the parking garage episode where Jerry gets busted by security for, <laughs> Classic. for being in the parking garage. Yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. I wish you well on that, uh, Thank you. That's, uh, that's all I've really had time for recently, so that's it for me. Good for you. Yeah. Eli, what have you been watching? Also some old stuff, interestingly. Hmm. I finally, you'll be happy to know, I finally, for the first time ever, sat down and watched myself a Toy Story. Okay, what'd you think? A, wow. sing, a single Toy Story. I watched Toy Story 1. What a delightful flick. Isn't it great? <laughs> Did you guys know that that's a pretty delightful <laughs> flick? Although, I got a lot of questions. A, do the toys involuntarily drop into... Like their state of their fugue state or their whatever. Yeah. When a human lays eyes on them, or are they intentionally like we have to hide from the humans? They're intentionally. Intentionally. So what happens if a human sees? Don't spoil anything for me. I've only seen the first movie. But what happens if a human sees the? Oh yeah, because in You've the first it. movie. You've seen it done. My question was answered by the very first film, and I'm just realizing it. So I'm a little bit stressed about that whole situation because I feel like the toys move themselves around a lot. And the kid in the first movie that they come alive to Sid. and scare him, that kid is going to need counseling later. And no one is ever going to Okay, so him. I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of boys who were, I was sure, were going to be murderers mm-hmm. when they reached adulthood and are fine. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if some boys just, like, go through that. Yeah, maybe. And come out the other side okay. I hope so for that poor said kid because he is a wreck. Also, <laughs> do 
they ever explore in any of the movies why it's a single-parent household? No. I'm really curious to hear more about that. I know, right? Mm. A new baby, too. Whatever happened. Well, yeah. we don't know that it's single-parent. It's just that during the day, moms are home with their kids a lot of the time, and that's when toys are played with. So maybe we're just not seeing dad. Although when yeah. they're moving in the first movie, she's it's mom and the two kids driving to the new house Yeah, together. but dad could be driving the car. The, car, the truck. That's true. My goodness. But at Christmas, he's not in the shop. It's an unsolved mystery, as it turns out. For me, it's like toys see a lot of the mom. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I hmm. was All right. Anyway. Okay. Hmm. Anything else? Because gender roles. Yes. And then also, thanks to my access to CBS All Access. <laughs> oh boy. I have at my fingertips at any given time every episode of I Love Lucy. <gasps> wow, because really? that is a CBS show. Oh. Another reason for me to continue to pay for this service. How much are you paying? CBS All I Access, think... Snake in the Grass <laughs> Network. I think I'm paying like four ninety nine a month. <laughs> I mean, that's on Netflix. There's okay. there is more expensive version of CBS All Access for which you never have to watch commercials. I watch the commercial CBS All Access. Hmm. Hmm. But I Love Lucy does not have commercials. And it has been a weirdly comforting show to put on in the background in the evenings as I'm starting to get ready for bed. I just want to go live inside that show. Sure. That's a great little written television series. Yeah. I highly recommend you go and check out I Love Lucy. (laughs) On CBS All Access. Unheard of program. You Not heard it a lot of first. people are aware. Anything else? No, uh, other than what we're talking about today. Okay, so I have a couple kid-centric programs to talk about because for me, finding Nemo, <laughs> finding media that both my children and I can enjoy is a big deal. Your kids don't like Big Little Lies? I know, right? Weird. <laughs> Do I like Big Little Lies? No. I'm not sure. <laughs> so. We have been listening to a podcast called Story Pirates, and it's a group of comedians who receive story submissions from kids all over the world, and they act out those stories on the podcast. They, like, do the voices, and they expand on the stories, and it's super entertaining. If you have kids, check out Story Pirates. They'll love it. It's spoken in that tone that kids can appreciate, but it doesn't turn adults off. Okay. We showed our kids Wallace and Gromit for the first time last night. Oh, fun. <laughs> they loved it. Good. And I forgot how funny Wallace and Gromit mm-hmm. is. Wait, did you watch all three? The... We just watched A Grand Day Out. Okay. We're going in order. Wait, A Grand Day is the one I'm... they go to Mars, right? They go the to the moon, the moon to get the, moon. the cheese. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the robot wants to ski. <laughs> so 2019 animated cinema has not ruined them from classics? No, because you know what? It's a lot like Sarah and Duck, which is another show they like, which is British, and just like very like... Gentle. And the characters are very nice to each other, and it never gets a lot louder than this. And so they'd been like primed for Wallace and Gromit Mm -hmm. and loved it, and I'm thrilled by that. I also just kind of by accident last week watched Mars Attacks. Oh. It's one of those things like I was kind of doing stuff, and Steven was like playing around on Netflix, and he just turned it on. I was like, okay, I guess we're watching this. I'm not mad about it. You guys, that movie is so good. Really? It's amazing. It is so funny. I saw it when it came out in 1996, so I was 10. Uh-huh. I remember that. I've never seen we, it. Like, our dad just took us to Mars yeah, Attacks. Yeah, to Mars Attacks. <laughs> like, we knew nothing about Mars Attacks, going to see Mars Attacks. So, was it out at the same time as Independence Day? Independence Day came out the summer yeah, of 1996. July 3rd. I saw it on July 3rd, oh, 1996. Look at you. Mars Attacks came mm-hmm. out Christmas. 
Oh. Because they didn't want to release it around the same time as Independence Day, but Christmas is a terrible release for Mars Attacks. So it like bombed at the box office, which is such Mm. a shame because it is such a funny, funny movie. Really? It is. I actually think it was ahead of its time because it's like very sardonic. Huh. Uh, you watch it now and you're like, oh, life is meaningless, you huh. know, and like we're all going to die. And uh-huh. that's just how it is. Uh-huh. And it is so well done. So fun to watch. So well cast. Everyone is in that movie. Do yourself a favor. Watch Mars Attacks again. I shall. I also found a podcast I'm super into. Shocking. It's a pop culture podcast called Blank Check where they talk about directors. They've had one really big successful movie and then Hollywood gives them essentially a blank check and Mm. they can do whatever they want with that and make whatever movies they want. And I listened to the episode about Mars Attacks because it's a Tim Burton movie and I learned a lot of really fun things. I learned about the relationship between Mars Attacks and Independence Day and how people thought that Mars Attacks was a reaction to Independence Day when actually they were made independent of each other and didn't even know what was happening. Very interesting, very funny. Can't recommend it enough. And, of course, I found it super applicable because today (sighs) we are talking about Independence Day, the 1996 sci-fi megalith, maybe, is just phenomenal. You guys, I got thoughts. Okay. (laughs) So do I. Where do we start? I want to say, first of all, this movie was somehow both a lot better and a lot worse than I remembered it. Yeah, I kind of got that same impression. The special effects at the time, I'm sorry, I ride for the special effects yeah. for 1996. Yeah. Like, ahead of its time. Impressive. Very impressive. You watch it now, not so much. So, okay, I think but... the CGI looks like crap, right? Because it was 1990. Like, Toy Story looks mm-hmm. like crap now because it's yeah. like... Yeah. But the stuff, the models that they built exploding, yeah. Yeah. Was that's cool. cool. Amazing. And they did things like they actually like flipped cars, yeah. like yeah. real cars. Yeah. Like that stuff looked really yeah. cool. And it was, that was very fun to watch. Yeah. The dialogue writing was <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Which is sad because like they actually had pretty good people in that movie. Yeah, they really like, did. A good cast. 12-year-old Eli ate up the dialogue. <laughs> I think everyone ate it yeah. up at the time. Like, this is phenomenal. And then the tone of the people in the movie was very odd because I looked at, I was like watching this yesterday and I was like, okay, huge portions of the earth population were just exterminated and were making jokes about going up and whooping E.T.'s ass. Like, I just feel like there'd be a period after something like that where nobody makes a joke. Yeah. And people were kind of not acting like huge tragedies were happening in front of their eyes throughout the movie. And that was kind of jarring for me to watch. The most jarring thing for me is the president has watched his wife die. Yeah. (laughs) And he mourns for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, let's go kick some alien butt. You know, (laughs) I'm a combat fighter. It's like, you should be a mess. You should be inconsolable. Right? Yeah. I also have a question mm-hmm. because they plan this thing, right? And they, all the ships come over the cities. And yeah. There's that yeah. mothership who's not over the earth. It's like out wherever. She's, yep. By the moon or something. Sure. Yeah. And so they're all over the city and they do this one big attack, mm-hmm. right? And they like demolish a bunch of buildings and that's it. No, like, they were going to keep going. No, because then the the ships, I think, were starting to move to other cities. Because is at that one, what it was? At yeah, one and... point in the movie, the the secretary of whatever was like, 
in 36 hours, they could destroy most of the Earth's major cities. I just felt like there was a lack of urgency, especially when they're like Area 51 and it's like a government tour guide who's like, and yeah. here's the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you know, a major lack of urgency there. And yeah. we need to get maybe should we walk through the plot? Because I feel like we have a lot of things to say. And yes. Yeah. OK. Why don't you take us through? All right. Let me start us off anyway. So we get the American flag on the moon and over comes this huge giant spaceship. It's actually a cool beginning. Pretty it's cool beginning. Really cool beginning. Yeah. Pretty dramatic. And then meanwhile, down on Earth, the people who work at whatever secret, top secret, whatever, U.S. government, this and that, start hearing this sound that's like... <laughs> which the dude's putting. Apparently has... Yeah, which... Wait, wait, wait. While he's listening to the end of the world as we know. Yes. Like, good job, music yeah, guy. Very good. So that sound apparently has some kind of meaning for them because they they call the guy who I think is like sleeping in a bunk bed. I was very confused, but he hears the sound over the phone, sits up and hits his head on the thing and then like goes in and he trips over the golf ball and is like, what? So they start <laughs> sending the information out to everybody. And then pretty soon that information makes its way to the president, President Whitmore, who must be one of the worst presidents what? in movie history what are you for many reasons about? that no. happen throughout this film. No. I mean, he talks about that with his press he secretary in the morning. Of yes. Hard disagree. He repeatedly, throughout this movie, puts himself on the front lines of battle. That is not a good leader okay, at all. What? Take a step back, President Whitmore. You're kind of a valuable asset. You're, you're supposed to be. Anyway, so he's talking to his whoever this woman is. Right. What's her role? Jeff Goldblum's ex-wife. She's press secretary, Press right? secretary. Oh, yeah. she's press secretary? Yeah. That's the impression I got because oh. she's leading the press conference. She has a morning briefing with him saying, like, President Whitmore looks like the orphan... Oliver Twist Oliver. asking, please, sir, I want some more. So he doesn't look strong. He doesn't look yeah. like very accomplished. Yeah. So he's just letting it roll off him because he's he's not a regular president. He's a cool president. So anyway, they somehow get the information that there are like alien sounds coming from space. And we're concerned about this for all of the reasons. Meanwhile, over in L.A., Will Smith is waking up with his stripper girlfriend. Vivica A. Fox. Who becomes a doctor later <laughs> i don't want to spoiler alert for independence day resurgence also keeps her lipstick on the entire time yeah oh she's a babe <laughs> she anyway long story short Has a thing for dolphins all of these sp oh that wedding ring is horrible. oh my goodness <laughs> it is so bad did he get that from a Cracker Jack box? <laughs> oh, man. He got it from, like... That's, like, from a, a stand in Las Vegas. It has, I was going like, to say, like, a mall yeah. kiosk. It's a dolphin, like, wrapped around a... Oh. Two dolphins. Two dolphins wrapped around a diamond. Yeah. Just this ugly diamond. And she and has dolphin earrings on the whole time. It's like, oh, no. real excited about that dolphin ring. Anyway, all these spaceships then come in over several of Earth's major cities. And they... Which, according to Hollywood, is L.A. and New York and D.C. Yeah. And then the rest of America is trailer parks. Empty. <laughs> just trailer parks. There's one over Moscow. They're, you know, they're yeah. spread. But mostly we're just focused on the United States because... That's all that matters. And yeah. it's Independence Day in America. <laughs> so... <laughs> and also... Way to go, aliens, like, coming down and destroying us right on our birthday. I mean, that was yeah, pretty... Yeah, that's a baller move. That was a baller... <laughs> they, they took it to the next baller level. Baller move. <laughs> so, so all these spaceships are over all the cities, and everybody's like, are they friendly? Who are they? What are they? Nobody knows what they are, but everybody is, like, a little bit freaked out by this. 
I think that everybody should be a little bit more freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Because if I saw that, and maybe it's because I've seen Independence Day, but if I saw a spaceship the size of my city come and land over it, I would be eating a cyanide pill. They're the 15 very next miles, second. right? The mm-hmm. spaceships yeah. are 15 miles wide. Yeah. So, yeah, that's covering, that's covering Salt Lake pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it does cause some panic, and the cities kind of are trying to evacuate, which, again, cyanide pill. No, first I would eat all the Oreos and then a cyanide pill. Whenever there are these movies where people are like getting into bunkers because it's going to be the end of the world, I'm like, no. If I was in that situation, I would not be wanting to get into a bunker because if the earth is getting destroyed, I don't want to survive that situation. Yeah, but if you have kids. The kids also would be eating all the Oreos with me and then cyanide pills. Anyway. I don't think they would, but go on. <laughs> Continue. Okay, so Jeff Goldblum is playing chess with his dad, and then he also works at a cable company or something, which makes him the world's leading expert on satellites. Well, he went to MIT. Sure. And he has discovered some kind of something in a satellite that tells him something about that there's a time that's running down and that once it gets to zero, probably everybody's going to die. I don't follow all of it. But he has decided that he has to go to the White House to explain directly to the president and to his ex-wife, who is the press secretary. Right? Correct. Missing anything? Nope. No. Okay. Speed it up. We got it. You're like 15 minutes. All right. You go ahead. You take over. (laughs) Okay. So he goes and then he's like, we're going to die. Get out of here. And so they all get on Air Force One. And as they're flying out of Air Force One, the White House is attacked which is very cool really cool sequence very cool. i love it when the air force one is taken off and the explosion like just barely misses them yeah and if you had a copy of the vhs you know that it was a hologram on the front and if you moved it it was the white house and then it was the white house burning and you could do that for like an hour and just watch it burn that way it was Uh, like having two movies seriously the case and the the (laughs) the film inside 1999 (laughs) for sure man that's how much they charged for vhs back then Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so, okay, so they're flying. Uh, they've barely missed the explosion. Meanwhile, all these cities are being attacked. Vivica A. Fox manages to escape the car with her son, who is a doll very clearly in one shot. And yeah. then the dog's over there, and she's like, Boomer! And Boomer, like, crawls through the traffic and gets into the tunnel, and that's Which, pretty cool. The tunnel scene is very confusing because... Every car is flipping over itself, and the whole tunnel is filling with With fire and smoke that is strong enough that it is exploding buildings that it's touching. But for some reason, she can hide in a broom closet with an open door and totally escape it. And keep her lipstick on. (laughs) And her lipstick looks fabulous. And so afterwards, she's driving around in like a, who knows, a military vehicle that she found, like picking up all the survivors, one of whom happens to be the First First lady. Lady. Yes. Who is very prim, and she's like, oh, are you a ballerina? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm oh. an exotic dancer. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, don't be. It's good money. Plus, my baby's worth it. That's what she says, which I don't understand. <laughs> my baby's <laughs> worth it? You can get a job doing literally anything else. <laughs> also, like, maybe be a supermodel because you are that pretty. You are Vivica A. Fox. Um, meanwhile, Cousin Eddie from Vacation Movies is driving around with his children. And Cousin Eddie is very drunk oh, is all that the time. Who that is? He's a crop yes. duster. He must have mated with Cindy Crawford to make those beautiful children because all three of those kids that are driving around with him look like they just stepped out of a magazine. Also, their fashion is very now. Oh, they are yeah. all wearing clothes that you could 100% buy at Urban Outfitters today and wear on the street. And people would be like, dang, you look good. 
Absolutely. So Cousin Eddie and present-day Melrose Place are driving around, and he's very <laughs> drunk. And also, oh, and this was one of the funniest things of the entire movie to me. Cousin Eddie, years ago, mm-hmm. was abducted by aliens, he says, and he was probed in the butt, and they referenced that a lot. Yeah. Anyway, there's this point where after the world's major cities are being destroyed, and this clearly a lot is going on, the local news decides to do a whole story on his rants where they interview other townspeople to find out how crazy he is. And I was like, this is not a slow news day. We don't need no. to spend time on the news about Cousin Eddie right now. Also at the end when he like, sorry, spoiler, he like volunteers to be a fighter pilot. He's like, I was captured by aliens and probed and they all roll their eyes. And it's like, guys, it happened. Yeah, maybe, like, <laughs> maybe he's telling the truth. Like, if today has taught us anything. There's a spaceship in the sky, and they're all like, yeah, right. Let's not discount people's alien encounter stories yeah. today, of all days. Yeah. Okay, so. So then they're like, well, this is weird. We don't know anything about spaceships. And then dentist from 30 Rock is like, actually, we do because Area 51. So they go to Area 51. Which President Whitmore did not know existed, and he's very upset about it and wants to perform a whole audit on this day of all yeah, days of like, Area 51. Come on, time and place. Let's yeah. get going here. We could complain about this later if we survive it. How does that sound? <laughs> so they go to Area 51, and mm-hmm. this eccentric scientist is like, this is a very exciting day. And President Whitmore is like, people have died. This Don't is not understand? People are dying. And the guy's like, sorry, I'm a scientist. Like, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Shows them around, shows them the ship, which yeah. has like a shield yeah. that can't be penetrated. And then he's like, you want to see one of them? And they go and they look at the alien without the bioskeleton. And it's like alien, alien. It's not yeah. like the Mars Attacks guys with like the face. It's like a, a cockroach that's got like extra long arms Creepy. or whatever. And so they're like, how do they communicate? And you say, well, we think it's telepathic. Their technology is far more advanced than ours, blah, 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 blah. And then the alien takes over President Whitmore's body somehow. Or yeah. no, he takes over the scientist's no, okay. body. So, so yeah. they go, they're well, like they in a different room. they surgery first. Oh, because yeah. Will Smith shows up. Yeah, oh, Will, okay. Guys, we forgot All about right. Will Smith. So the whole sequence with Will Smith. So they do a test attack. So <laughs> they kind of want to test the defenses of one of these ships. They start firing missiles at them. They have the shield that they can't penetrate. So they're like, oh, crap. So then they start getting picked off one by one. Will Smith is able to eject, so he's in the desert. And yeah. Oh, Harry Connick Jr. dies. Harry Connick Jr. dies. Yeah, his I wasn't buddy. Attached. Yeah. His buddy, yeah. who although is like you can't marry stupid NASA won't like you. I was like, yeah. a disaster care. I don't know. So yeah. in the process, <laughs> he was able to capture an alien spaceship. Yeah. Well, and punch out and the punch, alien. And punch. Punch an exoskeleton. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, great meme also, material. Side note: I can see why Will Smith is a movie star. Because his performance yeah. in this is very charismatic. He's great. Oh, yeah. The lines they give him are trash, but, no, he but he's is, awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, the alien. he drags the alien. Across drags the, the alien. Oh, oh want to see my clearance? And then shows the. Okay, that is one of the funniest parts of this movie. So he runs into the cousin Eddie caravan of like a million RVs of from like White Trashville in and Salt Flats. In the Salt Flats. Yeah. And then they're like, let's all go to Area 51 together. So they all drive a million RVs across the desert and they pull up. And the guy at the Area 51 is like, you can't come in here restricted. And he's like, look at this. And he shows him the alien. And then the guy's like, everyone, all of the RVs, come on <laughs> in. <laughs> It's immediate clearance for Not just all the people guy with ever. The corpse. Yeah, just everybody <laughs> go ahead and drive on into Area 51. But he's probably at this point, he's like, I'm going to be dead yeah, tomorrow. Whatever. What's going to Yeah, what's the cares? difference? So then Will Smith has delivered the alien body to 
this scientist team, and yeah. they do they perform an autopsy. Yeah, what they think is an autopsy turns out aliens still alive, guys. Yep. yep. And so mid autopsy, alien turns on him. Grabs the scientist. And For some reason, speaks it, to the president through Doctor Oaken. It gets who is, very foggy like, in there. I only want peace. Yeah. <laughs> no peace. And they're like, "Why are you, are you here?" And he's like, "Annihilation, <laughs> exterminate the humans." <laughs> so he, somehow, President Whitmore has been able to have like a very in-depth conversation with this alien mind, and they're like, "So what does he want?" He's like, "Well, what they're doing is they're traveling from planet to planet, taking all the resources." And then moving on to other planets, and it's our turn. Yeah. All right. Sure. So, sure. so then President Whitmore's like, okay, we now need to nuke them. That's what makes him decide to try nuclear bombs. And I guess, okay. Sure. sure. Which was a controversial decision decision to make. Because, because... they destroyed Houston or something yeah. with a nuclear bomb while they tried to bomb the alien ship, and it didn't work. Didn't work. Because of the shield. Yeah. Fortunately, Jeff Goldblum has figured it out somehow. There's a thing, and if oh. you use Microsoft Word and like send an email, <laughs> then the aliens if take their shot. I don't know. If you use clip art to create an image that says uploading virus. <laughs> With the, the, the pirate face going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and, like, he's like, okay, we can do this. Give me 15, so, though. I got to create yeah. an interface. Fortunately, the aliens have their laptop PCs and their little <laughs> alien spaceship, and they're downloading software. <laughs> They're like, do you have a USB port we could plug those into? Yeah. <laughs> I just got to charge my phone real quick. So I have seen, uh, yes, I have read fan theories about this, and that gets made fun of a lot that we were like, we have the same technology that these aliens had and whatever right. else. And I have had people say, well, maybe aliens were the ones who gave us that technology to begin with because they had been coming down and probing Bill Cousin Gates. Eddie and whatever Bill else. Gates is an alien. Well, maybe oh. they slipped information that got incorporated, and that's why we had compatible systems. So I just want to be fair and consider <laughs> all possibilities. I appreciate that. So how Jeff Goldblum thinks of it, who's like a hot Ian Malcolm in this movie. Mm. You're going to catch a cold. Yeah. They want him to be Jurassic Park Jeff Goldblum, but in a wife beater. Yeah. Sexy. And so that's kind of his character in this. And he's talking to his dad and get off the floor. You're going to catch a cold. And he's like, what'd you say? Catch a cold? Oh, that's it. (laughs) We're going to give the aliens a virus. That is one of my least favorite tropes in movies and TV is when somebody says something like a common phrase and then the person's like, what did you say? Yeah. And then they want it repeated. Yeah. Like, you don't need him to say that again so that you come up with this idea. Like, you don't need to draw attention to that thing. Like, catch a cold. That's a great idea. Yeah. Anyway. So, for some reason, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are the two who are going to deliver this virus to the aliens. Because Jeff Goldblum is the only person who knows how to work a computer in 1996. And so, they get in the abandoned alien spacecraft, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. To be taken back to the mothership. Wait, it was one from way back in the day that they got. Oh, the one that that Area 51. Yeah, and And they, they rebuilt it and got it working again. And because Will Smith is a pilot... He can fly that thing sure. quite well. Five minutes, he's got it. Yeah. He's nailed Just it. He's like, doing barrel rolls. Pull the thing yeah. back, and it goes forward. It's like in an alien language, and he's like, cool, forward? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and so they like, <laughs> it's like a fun dynamic between the two of them. But again, Earth is being annihilated. Yeah. They should maybe be taking this a little more seriously. Yeah. But they head toward the mothership, pulled in, whatever. Meanwhile, back oh, on Oh, and Earth, he gets married. They get yeah. he marries the stripper. Oh sure, yeah. And Jeff and Goldblum then, and his ex-wife like decide that they need to who be. Who is the talk show host from Veep? She is the talk show host she for me. Thank She's you for great. bringing that up. She's really she is great. great. And so they decide to reconcile, I guess, because sure. 
Because love was never the problem. Love was never the problem. It the was problem ambition. was he thought she was having an affair with the, the president. president. And to be fair, their energy is very flirtatious. And he did not seem sad when his wife and, died. Well, his wife is now dead. So maybe there's an opportunity there for President Whitmore. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so they go and do that back on Earth. President uh, Whitmore stands in front of the entire oh, speech. I guess all of the military has died. And so now they're recruiting the cousin Eddie's of the world. Yes. Yeah. And then he stands in front of him and he's like, from this day forward, it will not only be known. We as will not go darkly into blah, the night. Blah. Yeah. And it's yeah. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American <laughs> holiday. <laughs> So Winston Churchill gives his little speech, and then he's like, I shall climb inside one of the fighter jets because it would make the most sense for me to put myself on oh, the so front lines. All the other world leaders are like, oh, thank goodness America is solving it's the problem. time. Yeah, I think literally. <laughs> oh, that's such a great one. Uh, from the Americans. They want to launch a counter-defensive. Oh, what are they bloody time to do? And then they go to like every different nationality. Oh, my god! In Moscow, they're smoking. It's raining oh, it's outside. A, it's oh. amazing. The, the French people are wearing striped shirts. <laughs> and they're just, I like scream laughed when I saw that. And smoking, smoking cigarettes with berets. <laughs> Who is making this film? Uh, someone with a deep understanding of international relations. <laughs> So, yeah, they're recruiting people because what they're going to do is when the virus is downloaded, it's going to disable the shields on these planes. And so they can attack them. Mm -hmm. So President Whitmore and his gang of previous combat fighters are up ready to fire at the ship over yeah. New Mexico, I guess, at this point. Yeah. And so Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum have downloaded the virus to mm -hmm. the alien uh, Mothership. IOS sure. operating yeah. system. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And so President Whitmore fires a nuke. Is it a nuke? No, it's just a missile. I, don't, I think it's just, it's just regular. And then missile. it goes through. Well, first of all, it doesn't. And he's like, all right, he's, oh. retreat. He's like, I want one more shot. One more shot. And so he fires again, and it works. And they're like, cool, defense is down. Everybody fire. In the world. They're firing. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. They run out of missiles. Yeah. Okay. So, and then it turns out this alien ship has a primary weapon that they haven't used yet, mm. I guess. And they have to get a missile up in, like, pretty much the, up butt, the butt, up the butt of the alien ship. Yeah. And they're all out of missiles. The only person who has missiles left is... Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie! And he's like, sorry, I'm late. I was held up back there. It doesn't explain what he was held up, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so he's positioning himself to fire the missile. And guys... It won't release. Jammed. The missile's jammed. Can you believe oh, it? Yeah. Heartbreaking. Takes a look at his family. Tells them, tell my family I love them very much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you alien assholes. Yeah. And <laughs> then he goes up other. the assholes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And then. <laughs> yeah, so I guess just having the missile and getting I in there. I think it causes a change. Well, reaction. I mean, okay. the plane itself. Okay. Yeah. It's at two towers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had to go there. Sorry. And so the... Ship explodes, which mm -hmm. means that it's going to work all over the world. Yay. Morse code. I don't want to be that guy, but they did not destroy every ship in the world. As we learned from Independence Day Resurgence, oh, the no. ship in Africa actually landed. Oh, boy. And one single war criminal went around and killed all of the aliens with samurai swords. Whoa. Whoa. But we don't find out about that until 20 years later. What a terrible movie. <laughs> so... That's great, right? But we've still got this problem with the mothership, right? They've downloaded the thing, but yeah. Jeff and Will are still in there. Yep. You know? So I kind of forget what happens they from have, this point. They have a nuke, I think. Yeah. They, the, 
They have a nuke. They unleash the nuke on the mothership. And then they have only like 30 seconds to get out of there before it's going to explode. And it's like this little closing triangle. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum's like, faster, faster, go faster. Must As go faster. To his performance. Yep. Two years earlier in Jurassic Park. Yeah. They get out alive. They've lost communication with them, though, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The K.A. Fox, still still with her lipstick on, banging. still looking incredible. Just banging. And, uh, Getting ready to apply to medical school. Exactly. Veep talk show. They get in the Jeep mm-hmm. with the army people, and they go out in the salt flats, and they meet them, and they kiss them. The women folk waiting for their men folk to come back from the war. And uh, so they've defeated the aliens. Yeah. And that's Independence Day. Or so we think. Until. Until. And I don't want to be that guy again. But Independence Day resurgence, we learned that there were actually quite a lot of aliens that didn't come the first time. I'm not surprised. I don't feel like they did a very thorough job in this. (laughs) No. I think their celebration was a little premature, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, crisis averted. Sure, millions of people died. But hey. Humanity lives on. So we celebrate. I've got some things I need to talk about specifically. Mm. Let's talk about them. Mm-hmm. The interior decor of this movie is the worst I've seen. Oh, it's uh-huh. not great. That White House mm-hmm. is ugly. Yeah, the, it looks like a stage set, and the curtains look atrocious. Such, Please, such bad fabric choices. Tell me that those are not the curtains we had in the White House in 1996. Will and Vivica's house. Mm. Ugly. <laughs> The paint choices, the curtains, oak mm. everywhere, just bad. Cousin Eddie's RV. Don't want to live in uh, that thing. No, thank you. <laughs> bad. Mae Whitman is the daughter of President Whitmore. Yes. Isn't yeah. that great? Get out of here. Really? Right. Huh. Mm. Will Smith opens his locker and there are pictures of astronauts and the moon like he's seven. <laughs> well, he wants to be an, an yeah. astronaut. Okay. It's aspirational. That's fine. But he's a man in his 30s. Yeah. Why are there clippings in his A little, little heavy hand. I love that when yeah. he goes to open that locker, he's like, guess the mail's still working because he got a letter delivered like right then. True. And I don't think the U.S. Postal Service is actually functioning on a rain, day where the snow. world is being destroyed. What's their, what's their slogan? Yeah. Rain, Whether it's hell. rain or sleet or yeah. the mail will come. Yeah, they, yeah. they are committed. Anyway. Technology? Pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uploading, uploading that virus was a lot simpler than it probably would be. Jeff Goldblum has some good technology. I, I like Jeff Goldblum's countdown software that he yeah. had. It was like yeah. like this whole thing that took up the like whole Like the 24 the clock. Yeah. Dink. This movie Dink. was loud but quiet. Like mm. the explosions were very loud. But you can't hear what people are saying. And then I couldn't hear what people were saying. So the whole time I was like up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. That was frustrating. Uh, lots of unnecessary plot lines, guys. Mm. Uh, why was Vivica a stripper? Why did we spend time on that? Yeah, why did we spend time on that? That was weird. Why couldn't the president just have been a widower? Mm-hmm. Right? We didn't need, a, we didn't need his wife involved. Yeah. Uh, I could have actually done without the whole Cousin Eddie plot line. The whole thing. Yeah. Like the whole character. This is a long movie. Mm-hmm. Let's it is. trim it down a little. Let's I could cut have, the fat. I could have done without a lot of the comical asides from the various side characters, like the guy with the raspy voice, who's Jeff Goldblum's boss. Oh, oh. my gosh! And those lines were so oh. hammy. Like I gotta, I gotta call. I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my friend. I gotta call my lawyer. I forget, I my, forget lawyer. my lawyer. <laughs> and that was actually the F word. But they wanted it to be PG thirteen, so they changed it to forget. Oh. Oh, okay. I learned a lot on the IMDb hmm. trivia page. I see. Good research. You want to hear what else I learned? Yes. You know the scene where Will Smith is dragging the alien across the, yeah, the yeah. salt flats? And he's like, oh, what's that smell? 
he was smelling the, the Great, Great Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. And so that was like an unscripted a real reaction. Like he couldn't handle the smell of the Great Funny. Salt Lake. Because as we all know, the brine shrimp Stinky. are decomposing at the bottom of the Great yeah. Salt Lake. And they emit an unpleasant aroma. Hmm. Yeah. Utah, this (laughs) is the place. Very very proud. Yeah. And then Jeff Goldblum's environmentalism in the movie, it's like, oh, this guy's eccentric. But now watching it, he's like, oh, boy, he was right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should recycle some stuff. (laughs) Oh, if only we had listened to Jeff. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Those were the things that stood out to me. Do you guys have anything else? As far as a rewatchable movie. It's pretty fun. It's good. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a good it's watch. It's so fun. Like, I was really expecting to watch this and be like, what a crappy movie. But I finished it. I was like, that ah, was a pretty good flick. You know, on Metascore, it has a 60. And I'm like, that feels right to me. Yeah. It has flaws, but it's fun. Well, and as as far as summer action blockbusters go, it's pretty good. Yes. Oh, I mean, for sure. Most summer blockbusters of this type are just so... I mean, look at Independence Day Resurgence or the Jurassic World movies that are coming out. This movie at least is trying. Yeah. Yeah, there was real effort put yeah. into yeah. this. 72-day shoot. Mm. No way. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was very impressed when I read that. And then that. 20 years of special effects with their crappy yeah. computers. Yeah. Mm. So anyway. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think if you have the opportunity, it's a good rewatch. Where did we watch it? Was it Amazon? I watched Hulu. it on I watched it on Hulu. Hulu. I watched it's available. Oh, it was on Hulu? Yeah, it's free on Hulu. I paid for it on Voodoo. Oh, no, Nick. You'll never, you'll never recoup that cost. Invoice me. Invoice Meg. Oh. Everyone, that offer goes out to everyone. Nope. Invoice Username. No, it does not. <laughs> Absolutely does not. Do not do that. My Venmo is at Eli McCann. If you do send an invoice, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. What do we want to talk about next week? We'll Jaws? Ooh, I've never seen Jaws. Oh, whoa. Should we do Jaws? I would do that. Okay, next week we'll be talking about Jaws. That's a good July movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should watch it in a pool. Richard Dreyfus. it's awesome. It's good. All right, we will see you next All week. Right.